This interview highlight package is brought to you by Chess Alive. Okay, this is here. I, I reached out to Queer Well. This was in July, 24th of July, mm. uh, 17 minutes past seven in the evening. I said to them, good day. I hope you well. I'm really suffering with gender dysphoria. I'm losing my mind at this point. I can't get asked for assistance to deal with this. Then they replied to me, they're like, hi, you know. And then they started asking me to fill a form, etc. Then I was like, thank you. They assigned me someone, a counselor. Mm. And that's someone that I've been um, in conversations with. And then they started establishing how long this started. And then they started also telling me that it's called something like along the lines of considered gender dysphoria if it's something that you've been going through for as yes. Mm-hmm. And I remember just counting with my fingers and then I'm like to her, hold up, it's actually been two years. Mm-hmm. So is it really bad? And then she was like, then it has to be really bad if you've been going through it for that long. Mm-hmm. I guess sometimes people would think it's gender dysphoria for the first few months when they go through things like this, but most of the time they're like, ah, no, it wasn't that, it was just something else. But I, for me, it has been, I've been suffering with my gender for that long. And apparently according to whatever psychological articles, then that's when it's considered gender dysphoria. And that's when I knew that I was suffering with it. So she kind of like took me through it. And obviously uh, speaking about my childhood, and obviously that's when I started relaying to her that I was my interests. I was identifying as a woman at that point until people started becoming very homophobic to me and very transphobic, I'd say. And that's when I thought like, okay, maybe I need to get into the society so just so that I don't go through all these hate speeches because it will also come from like the friends that I will hang around with. And then I remember just being a little girl and then I'll have like, you know, girls that were older than me that will protect me from all of those guys that will say those evil things. But then as I grew up, as then I grew up and then I realized I was like, no, this is not what I'm going to subject myself to. Like for me, it was just so intense. Then obviously I started being a very straight, I suppose. I would be the girls. Uh, at that point, I don't even know what I was doing. It was just a confusing time. Um, I was very loving and then I appreciate the relationship that I was in as a kid. But I knew that there was something that miss, that was still missing. I was just feeling like I'm not fully myself even in those relationships that I was in. And then started making videos, fast forward years later, putting them on social media platforms and then I would impersonate characters that were like very feminine from South African soapies like Connie Davidson. And in a way that sort of like gave me like, uh, you know, a pathway to sort of like find comfort in my femininity because people would literally focus on my content and love and not really much about my sexuality. But then I was like, okay, people accepting me for being feminine in this video. And then I took it and then I was like, I'm just going to comfortably, you know, live my life through my femininity and just, you know, not come out, but people will just see for themselves. And then that's how I started getting comfortable. So mm-hmm. I was just basically relaying that to the counselor and she would, most of the times I would cry in, in the sessions and then she would be like, you know, tell me more about when you wear dresses and makeup. And then she'll pick me away and be like, you know, do you realize there's like, you, you, you just light up when you speak about womanhood versus when you speak about being gay. Because I remember in in the, in, in the sessions, I'll be like, no, I feel like I'm just gay. Honestly, maybe this dysphoria is coming because of the surroundings that I've been in and what I've been exposed to, you know. And then she would look at me and be like, mm, you know, because you could see that this is someone who's fighting to 
not want to accept the truth about themselves. Mm-hmm. But then every time she would be like, tell me about the times you were with. I'll be like, okay, Kiana. So there was this one time, and then she'd be like, oh my God, you just so, you just light up. You just become this, you know, happy person when you speak about womanhood. But then I'll be like to Kiana, I'll be like, oh, but Kiana, I don't even like works like that. And then that's when I started to come into terms with being a trans woman also doesn't mean like you have to be like, fully be those women who's always in wigs and makeups and heels you know just like a cis woman who sometimes be at the sneakers some of them do not like their makeup then i was like you know maybe it's just that person who sometimes just doesn't want to have a bare face sometimes you just want to wear sneakers it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you don't you're not a trans woman that you feel like you are it just means that you have preference do you get what i mean and when i started accepting that and being like i can be whoever woman i want to be i don't have to prove myself to people by always wearing heels and makeups and then I found that I was being more exceptional of who I am. Even with the sessions that I was going through, oh, I, I, I was doing at the time, I remember there was this one time I did a session with my counselor and everything. And she was supposed to help me to give you know, barren to understand myself. But then I felt like my dysphoria was even getting worse. I was like, oh my God, what's going on? That's not helping mm. me. But she would say things that I didn't realize subconsciously that were staying in my mind. So I remember this one time, even through when I was going through the sessions, I got rid of everything that was woman in my closet. Because, uh, and that was, that, 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 decision was also triggered by my beard i was like i'm never gonna be a woman with a beard i was like no way <laughs> no it's just mm-mm. this this therapy thing is not helping me because they're not being honest i have a beard and i expect people to call me a woman and then i remember in therapy i was like i'm i'm also a conservative myself joy i don't mm. want to lie to you i'm really a conservative i would like to believe but also liberal at the same time because there's things that i don't agree with in my community do you get what i mean mm. that i feel like also in a trans community that i'm like uh for example um i do not agree agree that you know trans women have to always identify them or some of them identify themselves as straight women i'm always like but but you really not you know we have to just be honest with ourselves having to have been born with a male anatomy and everything you are trans women and the more people start accepting themselves as trans women and not straight women we're going to move forward but if we keep identifying ourselves as cis women we're only going to take ourselves back because that's not how we were born and mm-hmm. we are special do you get what i mean so there was a lot of things also that i was questioning myself that also added to my dysphoria i was like okay i i'm i'm, I'm, I'm a trans woman I'm be part of my trans community but there's things that i also don't agree with within my community but also besides that i also have to be against this stuff i remember just getting rid of everything in my closet i got rid of all my dresses or my um my wigs my makeup and then i just gave them to my uh my best friend i was like no i'm just gonna be a gay man i love myself like this and i'll even convince myself i'll look myself in the mirror and be like hey bro, but look i look pretty right i'm mm-hmm. so pretty with the beard on like i was searching for a validation that no one could give me and even though they would be like yeah you are pretty it, it wasn't enough for me i when, when they were supposed to tell me that with my beard on i'm so pretty i was supposed to be like yeah yeah i thought so i don't have to transition i was like Ugh, there was still something missing i gave away everything Two months later, still continuing with the sessions. I'm not telling, I'm not being honest with or transparent with my counselor. I'm not telling her at this point that I got rid of everything and that I don't feel like a trans woman. 
I went into the sessions and she was saying things that would basically speak to my inner child. And I just remember this one day I stopped going for the sessions because obviously it was festive at this point. And I was like, okay, I'll continue next year. This one time I just woke up so brave, so courageous. And I was like, the only reason you were giving away those clothes is because you do not want to come to terms with who you are. The only reason you did not love that you gave away those wigs is because to you, it didn't make sense to be a woman with a beard. Do you get what I mean? Mm. I just started hating everything about myself and then I made it about my trans, about my, my gender. I was like, um, I, I could never be a transgender woman enough because of this reason. I could never be a transgender woman enough because of this reason. Because you look at your friends, you look at other trans women, they have the boobies, they do not have beards. Then you're like, maybe this was not meant for me. And it's not a, it's not a matter of a decision. It's about how you feel inside, irregardless whether you have your beard on, whether you have whatever on, it will never change. It will never change. Do you know what I mean? How you feel inside. And then I was like, I need to do something about it. I've done laser treatment before. I've done electrolysis before. But I never committed to them because of my dysphoria. Dysphoria, one day you feel like, you know what? I don't have to transition. And one day you, you're like, you know what? I have to transition. This is something that keeps getting you back and getting you back and getting you back. You're like, you know what? I'm a woman. I'm a woman. I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. And then there's fear that is going against that. And then there's there's this... There's, you know, not accepting yourself that's going against you having to transition. And then at one point I was like, you know, I just can't. I am so tired. I remember just being tired and not wanting anything. Then I went to my best friend. I was like, you know what? I'm a trans woman. And I remember her getting emotional. And I hope this doesn't make me emotional because obviously you say you watch the show. So you know I cry at everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember her getting so emotional and she was like, thank god and i was like what's going on she's like you don't know how long i've been waiting for you to get to this point she was like you know you have been suffering Mm. this thing has put you through the most you are not being yourself anymore you are always angry you are not even loving yourself literally even when my friends would be like we're going to the mall i'll tell them i'll never go to the mall unless i remove my beard Mm. I, i was getting to a very oh my god i was getting to a bad point in my life where i could see that if i don't stop i'm gonna lose people and every single day i had to ask for an apology to someone because maybe of the way that i spoke to them or maybe the because of the way that i behaved because it was this anger filled in me where i couldn't understand why can't i just come to terms with who i am mm. i remember just being like you know what this is it i don't know what what god has in store for me i don't know how i'm supposed to transition but this is who I am. And I remember going to a clinic uh, to go ask about hormones. In fact, I went to an organization in the so-called, um, I'll tell you now, People's Matrix. I went to People's Matrix, uh, was it January? And I was like, this is what I'm feeling. I feel like I'm a trans woman. I've been going through counseling. When I thought it wasn't helping me, everything that I was, I thought like it wasn't helping me. But when I sat down, those conversations, I started finding that they were helping me, but I wasn't aware because I was, you know, I, I was acknowledging everything that I, I went through. I was, you know, going against everything that had triggered me when I was speaking with Kiana. And I didn't realize that slowly but surely I was, I was lifting off so much weight off me. Then I got to a point where I went to them and I was like, where do I get hormones? 
and then they were like oh go to this other clinic this is how they'll help you and then i was like oh my god i can't i can't transition yet because i want to have a baby and obviously you do research about transitioning before you do it i was doing research can i still have babies if i transition and then some articles would be like yeah you'll still have babies if you do stop your hormones for a certain period of time or no you do not have you won't have babies anymore because obviously now you cannot produce uh semen anymore just things mm-hmm. like that and then i remember just telling the people's matrix organization i was like you know what can i just wait until i have you know i get a baby and at that point i was still busy with doing artificial insemination with this one other lady Okay, fine. Days passed, and then I was like, I need a baby. I need a baby. But my dysphoria was getting worse and worse and worse. Most was like, I can't. So I stopped to that. I stopped at that clinic where the organization had advised that I should go. And then I started telling them, Do you guys have, you know, hormones here? Do you have HRT, hormone replacement therapy? They're like, Yeah, we do. And then they started advising me accordingly. And then at one point, I told the doctor, I was like, Okay, but I don't want to do it yet, doctor. I want to transition first. And the doctor was like, I mean, I want to have a baby first, and I'm busy with it. I'm doing artificial insemination, and if it's successful, then I'll come back. If it's not successful, then I'll decide what I do. Then the doctor was like, Okay, I would advise that you focus on that first before you, you know, decide to transition. But I was like, Doctor, but I can't. The dysphoria is so bad. Fine, he gave me time. The following week, I came back. I was like, Doctor, I can't. I'm sorry. I need them now. Mm. I'm sorry, I can't, whether or not I have a baby, it doesn't matter anymore, I'm choosing myself, because clearly if I bring that baby in this world, and I haven't accepted myself, and I'm so angry, and I hate myself, I will never raise a kid like that, Mm. if God wants me to have my biological baby, eventually it will happen, but I also realized that I didn't have, you know, adopting wasn't was becoming very close to me i was like even adoption that's fine you know i just need those pills the doctor walked me through everything started advising me about dosages and then he gave me this uh, round wheel uh, pills they come in like a wheel of days of the week and then you just you know keep spinning it and then it takes out the pill mm-hmm. and then he gave me and when i thought it took me two days. I, I kept them in my bag. I didn't use them. And then I would start speaking about them to my friends. and be like, I got hormones today. And my friends would be like, have you started? And I'd be like, no. I feel like because they don't expire anytime soon, I'll start when I'm ready. And then I'll go everywhere with them. And then I just remember this one time I was home and then I drank a pill. I thought that pill was going to depress me. I thought that that pill was going to make me feel like, what the hell are you doing? I thought like only negative things mm. were going to happen or my thoughts. I remember feeling, you're so belonging. I remember just being so happy. I just wanted more. If I didn't overdose that day, it was God's strength, honestly. I was just so excited. And I was like, gotcha. This is the feeling that I wanted. Mm. Not being fearful. Owning my body. I was, oh my God, I was just so excited. I was so, so happy. And then up until today, I never stopped. And then two weeks I wanted to personally make it a personal journey. I mm. never wanted to share it on social media when you're asking me how I could led to that. I really, really never wanted to share it because I knew, you know, I'm a public figure. Uh, people have known me as a gay person. There's a lot of judgments already. People might think that I'm transitioning because my friends are transitioning. Some have even said, is it because you have transgender friends? And I'm like, I think that's dumb. Do you think I'm going to transition because I have a transgender friend? Do you get what I mean? Mm. I don't need to transition because I have transgender friends because their everyday lives and things that we do together I never feel less off besides just feeling like I'm not I'm not who I'm supposed to be for example if it comes to men we 
don't will technically go out with my transgender friends and all the time oh you know when you always get a man and da, da, da. so i'm just mentioning things like that that it's not for the wrong reasons i'm doing it for the right reasons mm. and i it took me a while i was like it's gonna be a personal journey i'm just gonna come out transitioned i, I don't have time for people's opinions i don't want people to tell me da, da, da. i was like i don't want all of that i'm just gonna do it and just be fully happy I can't remember what happened. I kept on doing TikToks where I wanted to encourage people. Uh, I mean, trans women who are going through the same thing and gender dysphoria that I went through. And then I'll delete it all the time where I'll tell people that I've started transitioning. I was like, no, I'm not ready. No, I'm not ready. And then I'll delete it. And then there's one time I'm just like, you know, how many people would, how many trans people are going through what they, what you're going through or what you went through? How many people are going through gender dysphoria? You can put a lot of things in perspective for a lot of people. They can help so many souls. I've gotten DMs and inboxes from people who'd watch the show and be like, you know what, I'm going through exactly the same thing. When people thought that I was just a confused kid, don't be people would inbox me and be like, I can totally relate. That's exactly what I'm going through right now. I was like, I need to just share where I'm at now because it could help someone out there. But personally, never ever wanted to share i really wanted to keep it personal i wanted to be like my own sacred thing but i'm glad that i did because now i can freely and fully live my life without you know any fear without caring what anybody will say so somehow it also helped me with my self-esteem i took one promo pill started hormones it was the 5th of february 2024 and, and when i took those and then i realized the date which was the 4th and everything being four, 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 because I was, I was, I also had fear that my mom being late, is she going to be accepting as my guiding mm-hmm. angel of the decisions that I'm making? So, being validation, I know this is gonna sound crazy, it's gonna sound very, but somehow it gave me validation because I buried my mom on the fourth. So for me, it was like, you know what? This has to be you because I only noticed later that, oh my God, it's actually the fourth. And the fourth always has been a day that traumatized me as, as a person. I hated the number four in every day of my life. Even if I told myself I'm going to start gym and tomorrow I realize it's the fourth, I'd rather speak that day, skip that day. Uh-huh. But this is the first time I'm accepting of the number four. And then I was like, this has to be my mom's validation somehow. I don't know. Okay, so I started on the 4th, and I obviously had made my own research, um, and I, I already understood that, you know, you start seeing changes to your body, it varies from transgender person to person, You, the results are not, you know, they're not standard for everyone, it's different, people start seeing some a little bit of changes from like the first month, some only see changes in three years, but with me, I remember on my third day and this is not because i'm so excited and i'm in a hurry mm-hmm. i remember changes that were happening was my skin was getting so soft and just a, i don't know if it was also the energy that i was not exuding based off not having it to accept myself but i would get a lot of compliments from a lot of people and just one friend of mine was like your face is, is sort of like is it changing i know it's still sweet eddie that's because my skin was getting so, so, so soft. And obviously, I've always had a womanly figure, genetical, you know, markup. I've mm-hmm. always just had, like, a womanly figure. So in my head, when I was trying to sort of, like, um, sort of, like, analyze what's happening, I believe maybe I already had some estrogen in my body that was already too high and not the normal rate, considering the big ass that I already have, the womanly figure that I already have. 
So that's why I thought that maybe obviously taking estrogens, uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to react quicker than other trans women. Also, the fat uh, redistribution is going to ha- happen quicker because obviously I already have a womanly figure. Do you get what I mean? So mm. obviously the process will be much uh, quicker than versus the, the, the person who uh, has a different body type. So I found that my skin was getting very softer. And then the my the, my second week, I've, I started seeing some little breast. I'm telling you, I'm holding it right now. Okay, it's not in my mind. People are seeing it, mm. literally. That's because also the body type that I had and the fat that I had. So what happens is fat redistribution. And obviously for me, it'll be very effective considering the body type that I already had. Literally, as protruding, um, I'm seeing when I touch myself, there's a huge, huge difference versus when I would touch myself before I started with the hormones. Mm-hmm. Right now, I, I, I made a joke right, with my colleague and then I put a tissue uh, in my breast. And I was like, oh my God, this tissue is stable. So for me... <laughs> well, somehow it's a funny thing, but I felt like so excited because you know how women will put things in their breast, and I was just so happy that their breast could be the same. <laughs> it was such a moment for me, so I got very excited. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I'm also seeing is that I'm gaining weight, and uh, a, a lot of weight also at my thighs, which is one of the things that I was skeptical as at because I was like, you know, you already have this woman in figure, you're already too thick. Now what's going to happen with this hormones and exactly what I was fearful of it seeming to be happening. It looks like my <laughs> might get way bigger. It looks like my thighs might get way bigger and that's gonna be a problem. So what I'm doing right now is jogging, working out in the morning, doing home workouts, just sort of that I'm not I'm not um, you know, I don't get to a point where I feel like, okay, this is just too much. You know what's crazy? Um, what's crazy is on the last season on the wing, I kind of had, um, you know, announced that I'm never going to return for another season. But there was a time where I stood home and I was like, damn, you might have made a, a decision too quick mm-hmm. because you had obviously introduced people to this gender dysphoria that we're going through. And this is, I felt like this was the right time to sort of like, you know, if I was going to shoot, shoot, but mostly not not surrounding drama, but mostly about an important journey that everyone would like to learn about. Because there's a lot of people who still ask me, what is transgender? What is that? Like, have mm. you changed your vagina? Like, I still get questions like that, you know? And obviously some people are just innocently finding out. And I feel like this was not an important time because on the way in our corner, what we've had is we already had people that were really transitioned, but we've never seen someone in the process of transitioning. And I felt like it would have been important. I'm not documenting it because I time really isn't on my side, but also because I do not know how to document it. I, I wish I would have had the assistance because I definitely also want to look back and look at that type of growth and where I was and, you know, to affirm myself to where I would be. And then even with the TikToks that I thought I would like keep updating people, I find that I was struggling. That's why I, I thought like maybe it was too quick for me to make a decision to to leave the waking up corner because I felt like more than anything, this was the perfect time for people because I felt like I was going to create so much awareness when it comes to, you know, transgender. Tolong already obviously have opened the doors of that. L already has opened the doors of that. 
but to, to see from the beginning and seeing it from, you know, the process to the end, I feel like it would have been beautiful and it would have educated people, you know, that it's not really perfect, that maybe when I'm still transitioning, there will be the times where I will regret transitioning, but I still have to do it because I remember that this is who I am. So currently I'm working at a, uh, my professional career, like with holistically, right? So not mm. media, not everything. Mm. Okay, so in, in terms of like the media industry, uh, it has affected in a way that I feel like it's going to be so difficult for me, honestly, because it was a time I was thinking, obviously, having to have been on Rhythm CT, the Black Door, there was a time I was thinking, I was like, how am I going to now adjust even myself to now doing like the female roles? Is it going to make sense? Are people going to be accepting of that? To are people even going to be accepting on social media when I start only doing content as a woman? You know, I don't care what people will say at the end of the day, but obviously you have such questions. You ask yourself, uh, you know, because obviously social media is still part of my profession. Mm -hmm. I, I ask myself when I start doing this content and collaborating with, you know, brands that speak to women, um, how, how, how is that going to be for me? How will people also even process that for me? Uh, even just like in, in a corporate day-to-day -day business, I remember I was speaking to one of my boss. So I'm currently a chief executive officer of a construction company. Mm -hmm. And then I remember he would use pronouns like he, 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 because when he met me, he asked me, do you have problems with pronouns? Like, what are your pronouns? I was like, honestly, for me, it doesn't matter. Even though I knew it mattered, I just didn't know if it mattered which pronoun would be suitable for me because I was still finding myself. Mm -hmm. And then I remember last week he introduced me to our builders and stuff like that. And then he was like, oh, well, this is our CEO. And I, y'all, that hit me. There was like a knife inside my chest, literally. Mm -hmm. And then I remember just, you know, telling him, I said, I was like, oh, I know, I mean, that. I was like, I was not sure of my pronouns and I would not take any offense. But I just wanted to update you that um, I'm a woman, I'm a trans woman, and I would prefer she and her pronouns. And he was very excited. I was like, okay, cool, no problem. But I find that it's also still very difficult because it would have been easier if my beard, my beard were already gone. It would have been easier if my breast development was already like effective. Mm -hmm. But because my breasts are not where I want them to be and my beer process is taking a bit of a while, I still feel like I'm being taken as a joke when I you know, tell or educate people on how to address me. So it also kind of brings me back to that dysphoria that I had to a point where I'm just like, what do I do? There's literally times where I research, how do we get rid of this beard? Like, and there's no other quicker way to get rid of it besides, you know, doing the laser treatments or even endocolysis. But it's just like, oh my God, it's so annoying. I remember it's so bad. I, I, I went through dysphoria again when I was still in my, um, Taking hormones last week Friday, um, I'm on extra fem. I was given dosages on how much I, could, I should take. I remember going to this chemist or pharmacy, and then I was like, I need more. Mm -hmm. You guys need to give me more. Give me patches. Give me injections. Whatever. Give me. More. And then I remember that lady was like, the pharmacist was like, okay, but like, what are you? What are you having already? Because now this was a different place. I didn't want to go back to my doctor because I knew he was not going to recommend, you know, or give me more dosage. And then he was like, okay. She was like, okay, let me know about your journey. And I was like, I'm already on astrophans. I'm taking one pill. Sometimes I sleep two pills. I'm supposed to take one a day. But then I was, I wanted so desperately for the results to happen so that I can proudly you know, announce myself as a woman to people without 
feeling like I'm being, I'm, I'm like a joke. Like, what, what are you speaking about? A woman would be to take us serious. Are you, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been a bit of uh, a difficulty to sort of like, you know, just tapping into my professional, both in the media industry and incorporate to fully uh, let people know I'm a trans woman because of obviously the physical uh, features that I still have. And uh, yeah, it's just a bit hell there. Like sometimes I just don't even want to come to work. I'm so excited about that journey. Mm. That's one thing because um, obviously we know we live in the, we, we work in an industry where one day you have a job, one day you don't. And obviously when doing a corner, when I made a decision, I was not going back on the way a corner. I was like, okay, you know, you're still an entrepreneur. You're someone who's still another corporate. Try to find something in that talent, even though you won't be back on the way a corner, you could just continue with your DJing. And funny enough, Last night, one of my good friends was in the industry was like, you know, because at one point he was taking bookings for me. It was mm-hmm. like, there's still people who want to book you. There's that place remember, that I told you about. I was like, oh my God, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm <laughs> so excited. That's one thing I'm also looking forward to. I remember I was even coming to work this morning and I was imagining myself on stage as a woman in a dress and my sneakers and people are just jamming my long wig. Like I have it all in my head. Okay. I'm definitely going to continue. Okay, what people can expect from my uh, transition in Jenny uh, is also like the music. I want to tap more into that. I've always been fearful of doing things because of my sexuality. And now I want to start doing things because of the gender that I identify as because I feel like it will give me more freedom. Mm-hmm. It will give me more acceptance of myself not to be afraid. So I definitely want to be the first big piano trans woman. I definitely want to be the first big dj so i'm definitely still going to be reliant on my entertainment career because obviously those are my talents and that's something that i pride myself with mm-hmm. and still continue to be in the corporate space a bit until i can find something that it's solid that i can be like okay now it's time to focus on this for more head on over to iono.fm spotify google play Apple Podcast, Player.fm, and Pocket Cost. You can also find us or follow us on all social media platforms at Chisa Live.